0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a bougie show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a guy who wants to feed them all. I will tell you all about him and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel alvarez Arada, And today, I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, a doctor. He's a published author of a book called Man the F Up. He is a former competitive bodybuilder. Creator of over 400 fitness videos, he's a visionary, an inventor, an entrepreneur, obviously a fitness fanatic. I mean, who makes 400 videos about fitness if they don't love fitness? He was born and raised in Connecticut. He shares his life with his longtime girlfriend, attorney Denise Lillo Vecchio, their puggle. And he used to share his life with the late Fozzie, who inspired him to do what we're talking about today. He is Dr. Mike Dusa, and he is the man that is on a mission to feed them all with a company he calls the Fozzie Company. Welcome, Mike. It's so good to have you on the show. I'm
0: I'm very happy to be here. Thank you.
1: Well, I am super excited to learn about you, learn about Fozzie, learn about what you're trying to do here. It is such an important topic that we're going to cover today rescues and how badly they need our help. But before we go into the nitty gritty, I want to introduce our drinking game today. So anybody participating in our drinking game at home, we won't know what the word is. But anytime you hear this word, the secret word is help. Make sure you take a drink of whatever you're enjoying. But please be over 21 in the U.S. to partake, never drink and drive and always drink responsibly. So it is a weekday and it is not that late. So what are you having today, Mike? What is on? your agenda for this afternoon
0: as far as drinking yes diet coke
1: (laughs) diet coke so you see i cleared my agenda and i'm having a boozy latte this has rum chata in it it's delicious and i've had a very difficult start to 2023 and i feel like i earned this so cheers here's to your diet coke and my boozy afternoon drink
0: drink up. (laughs) don't tell
1: anybody don't tell anybody (laughs) say nothing All right, well, I always start this show with a game. And because I don't really know you, we've not really crossed paths before. This is the first time we're chatting. I'm going to invite you to play a game I called Curious Kitty. And these are some cards that I'm going to pick at random. And I'm just going to get to know you. Are you ready to play? I am. These are cards that are used in elementary schools, I think. So they're very easy. But I think we can have a little fun with them. All right, here we go. If you could time travel where would you go
0: early 1900s why fitness was physical culture that back then and people actually did it for their health as opposed to just getting really big because I wasn't a very good or big bodybuilder so I probably would have done much better back then
1: interesting I like that that's pretty interesting okay describe the best party you've ever attended
0: you know not big on parties I was better as a bouncer because I worked in (laughs) bars and I had, you know, I was there kind of having fun getting paid. So I'd have to say, over time, other than that, no, I'm, I'm the guy who stays home.
1: <laughs> I love that so much. I feel like that about fitness. I was a fitness instructor and the only time you really could get me into a gym was when I was being paid to teach a class. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I get well, it. I, I get it. I need to start getting paid to work out again because I'm getting very, very sedentary these days. I All am. right. Which movie character inspires you and why? Oh,
0: i have to
1: say Stallone. Ooh, I see the resemblance.
0: Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> <not>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, you know, a guy who not very big but very muscular because I was not. I'm probably the best mediocre bodybuilder ever, which is kind of a compliment, but kind of not. So back when I competed, I did well because you could win a contest at 180 pounds. Now you got to be 280. So Stallone, kind of 180ish and uh, you know compact and can still look good in a suit. Can't speak very well according to some people, but I understand him so. <laughs> I bet
1: little kid actually you remember the movie oh my gosh what is it called i can't remember now but it was shot in a catholic church
0: um
1: yes there was a, a scene in a catholic church where there's like a gun and there's like a gun in a garter situation with james woods and sharon yeah, stone uh, that, that... i don't remember the name but i met him because i went to school next door of that church that was my church oh. and so like oh, wow. after school we all went over it and he was so nice so wow. very nice. They were all the whole cast of that movie. Our goal, our goal, was very when, we,
0: nice. when we had the testosterone boosting company, the end goal was to get them in a video. And I was probably six steps away, which is kind of close, but of course, that with COVID, the gym's closed. So right now oh. I, I'm not saying it's done, but it's kind of on standby right now. But but I'll get them.
1: That's I'll awesome. Start. I wish you luck because he seemed like a really cool guy. All right. Last question. How does your family celebrate birthdays?
0: You know, since my mother passed away uh, two years ago, closest person to me on this planet. She was very big on birthdays. We we don't anymore because it's just so sad. My holy trinity was my mother, my dog, and my dear Denise. And now I'm just down to Denise.
1: Well... We are gonna envelop Denise in a cloud of health and good fortune and <laughs> wish her the longest life ever because I can't bear to see any more of your Trinity not be here. <laughs> I my goodness, I'm so sorry for your losses.
0: I'm sorry, that's that's not a happy thing, but first chapter in my book uh is titled Stop Lying. So I don't lie ever. I
1: love it. I love it. I love real. I don't want you to give me some BS answer. I love real. I just lost my soul dog of 15 and a half years last week. And I'm in like this weird grief place right now where I almost feel like it's not real. So I totally understand how much loss affects us and everything that we do, including how we celebrate birthdays. So I'm so sorry for your losses. Like really, truly, I am
0: and and mine yours.
1: Thank you so much. Well, I want to get to know you because the more I learn about you, the more I think you're quite the visionary. And Uh I've always been a really big fan of chiropractic and you were a chiropractor for a very long time. You had your own practice and for health reasons, you had to kind of retire from that work. So I'm curious when you decided to go into chiropractic, it wasn't As popular as it is today. And still today, most people don't even take advantage of the benefits of chiropractic. So, how did you get into that field?
0: I'll give it to you quickly. When I was 15, I was getting really heavily into bodybuilding. My grades started to slip. So, I remember my mother telling me, my father, too, no gym unless the grades go up. So, my mother said, listen, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger's best friend, Franco Colombo. He didn't even speak English, came here, won Mr. Universe, became a chiropractor. So, if he could do it with no English, you could do it too. So I went into it because I figured I could keep lifting. <laughs> I ended up gravitating towards it anyhow. It was the wrong reason, but it turned out to be good. So that's how I chose it. And yeah, bodybuilding and chiropractic in the 70s when I was a teenager, so unpopular that you wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody I lifted weights until it looked like it. And that took about 10 years. As I, I was, you know, It took a long time. But I helped a lot of people through chiropractic. I helped thousands and thousands of people. So that's that's what makes me feel the most warmth looking back on it all, you know.
1: Absolutely. I discovered chiropractic during my first pregnancy. I had a horrible pregnancy and the only thing that gave me relief physically was the many visits a week I've made to the chiropractor. So I, I'm a huge, huge fan. I also, I want to know what exactly you think of chiropractic for pets? Like, I don't know any chiropractors for pets, but I know that it exists. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, one of my students, I taught university, the pre-chiropractic department at the university here some years ago. My best student ended up practicing in California. It's legal out there. I, I think it might be legal now here in Connecticut. It wasn't back then. So it wasn't quite proliferative where I could be very well versed in its tenets and explain it to you. But I do know that he helped particularly horses. He had to get on top and climb a ladder and use blocks and jump on them to, to Readjust and realign vertebrae. And the bottom line is, I could say this if there's a problem, some type of pain, obviously your body is telling you there's something wrong, we remove the stimulus uh, that causes the pain. So if you can do that through the mode of chiropractic without surgery or drugs, that's good. But sometimes it doesn't work. So you go with the surgery or the drugs. So whatever is most expedient, most beneficial to whoever the recipient is, in this case, pets and animals. Yeah, it can help. And I say help. these nothing, very little cures. Your body has to cure itself. We help it along, you know.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I find that chiropractic, if I had had the opportunity, I would have taken Titan who just passed away because he was 15 and a half. But in his you know, last two years of life, he had arthritis and he had, you know, what I yeah. think is pain and stiffness and all those things that I think Um, we did laser, we did acupuncture, and I yeah. wish I had had the option to also do chiropractic.
0: Yeah, I had a laser in my practice. I actually got laser on my shoulder today. By Dr. Bruce Calderon. I'll give him a little shout out. <laughs> so, yeah, again, there's always new things. You got to keep your mind open to everything uh, and make sure you're making a little bit of a positive difference wherever you go.
1: I love that. Well, actually, speaking of uh, doing a little good, I would lo- love to learn more about the Fozzie Company. How did it come to be? And what is it that you all do to feed them all?
0: Yeah. Um, it's really, we're empowering people. You know, we have to sell. Items and, and goods and apparel. I, I designed it all myself. I draw up all the designs myself. There's other hard items coming as well uh, that I can't really mention because there's trademark uh, deals and stuff like that. But yeah, we're, we're doing that because we have to generate a lot of it. Uh, in the words of Martin Luther King, he said, it's wonderful to do good things. Without money, it's very hard. So we do that, but really we're empowering the people, the members, and if you want to call them customers, I don't really like that word uh, because to me, they're, they're more than that. We're empowering them to have impact and they're really buying into or buying the mission to feed them all. And they directly help these little poor souls who are struggling even as we speak. And that kind of, I can't let that stand.
1: Yes, absolutely. So show me your shirt. That is one um, of your designs, right?
0: Yeah, that's that's it right there. Fozzie Company. And, uh, you know, I walk around, I wear them every day, almost, uh, <laughs> You know, people say, hey, Fozzie. And, and some said, I love that band. I go, you love that band? I, there's a band called Fozzie.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Which I thought
0: was kind of funny. But even the name Fozzie, you got to smile when you say it. The way that the doodle came about, I, for Denise, every morning, I do a little doodle before I leave. And usually it's kind of a joke or, you know, whatever it might be. But one day, I kind of captured Fozzie. I came home and she put it on the refrigerator and said, hey, that's really Fozzie. And she was right. So a friend of mine down in Florida, uh, who's uh, an, an art teacher, and he's with Disney, and he does a lot of high-level stuff. I sent it to him. And I said, you know, make it look a little bit more like a dog, just so people know. And he cleaned it up, and you know, people really seem to gravitate towards it and like it. And it's the brand, you know, it's the father yeah. brand.
1: I love the I love the concept. I love that people love to wear shirts, like, you know, graphic t-shirts and graphic hats. I know you make hats too. And I I know that we like to wear things that reflect our priorities. So when somebody wears the Fozzie Company t-shirt and they're, first of all, engaging in a conversation that's really important to have, which we're going to talk about more in the second part of the show, but also they're connecting with people about things that matter to them, right? So I'm out and about at the grocery store. Somebody says, Hey, what's the Fozzie company? And I can explain to them what they do and why it's great. And it looks great, but it's also a conversation that if somebody was thinking of maybe you know, making a donation this year, maybe I plant the seed to make a donation to an animal rescue or a shelter as a, you know, as opposed to maybe people not being aware of what is really going on in the uh, homeless pet population.
0: You know, most of the world suffers and most of the world does without. The average person lives on two bucks a day. Almost every single shelter never has enough money, food, resources, volunteers, medicine, uh, medical implements, veterinary care, all the way across the board. They're always on the fringe, but saying it is one thing. But I try, no, I don't try. I try is a word that should not, you either do or you don't think about it. Right. You do well, you do poorly, whatever it might be. But um, we act on, we do whatever we can, you know, we do whatever we can, which is always something because it's very easy to get beaten down by the world, which is a very harsh place. But you need good people out there fueling it, and you need good things being done. And most people, despite what the media will tell you are fundamentally good. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to, but you know, maybe we're giving them a little bit of a template to follow. Just like you said, they see the, the, you know, they see that image and they get a little uh, uh, conversation going and you lift something or someone up somewhere and you make things a little bit better because you'll do better. You know, I know that, you know, that's how it works.
1: Absolutely. So Fozzie, your dog, obviously inspired the name of the brand. What was his breed, just so I can picture him? Yeah, he, and was,
0: that- a, he was a cockapoo. Cocker Spaniel Poodle. he was oh the best. Yeah, goodness. I got him in a in a, um, a shelter when he was six, and he was half his normal weight. His hair was overgrown and matted and he had fleas, and, but he's, he wasn't disparited. He was still very happy. He was probably a, abused by someone absconding the responsibilities, maybe not intentionally, but, but even when I got sick and I... I underwent up uh, 15 surgeries on my arm. We were living in hotels. and That's when I had to liquidate my practice, unfortunately, because physically I couldn't do it any longer. So he was with me all the time, every, everywhere I went. And, um, you know, you, you never lose that part of you when you have something or someone, an entity, that is almost anatomically your flesh, and uh, they're with you 100%, always forgiving in every way. But again, he was a beaten down soul and... He was never affected by that. Uh, and he helped me so much. And even on his way out, uh, you mentioned arthritis in your pup. That's essentially what happened. He was so overridden with uh, being broken down, and the pain was so intractable that, you know, it was time, you know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. 20 years old. 20 20 years old. That is amazing. That is a testament to how well you cared for him for the 14 years that you had him. That's amazing. You had a whole lifetime with him, really. It's almost like his life restarted.
0: The best thing about it is I get to mention his name 100 times a day based on what we do. So it's almost like he's still with me slash us, you know. Um, And that's his work going forward. I, I, I feel that. I don't like to say I believe because believe is for ghosts. I know that.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. I agree with you. I think that their purpose doesn't end when we say goodbye, for sure. But I want to take a break right here. And when we come back, I'm going to dig in a little deeper about really what the state of affairs is in the shelter and rescue world. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Let's talk pets. Let's talk
1: pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez arada and today I'm speaking with Mike, Dr. Mike Dusa, who is the founder of the Fozzie Company, inspired by his late Fozzie, who lived to 20 years old. He was a rescue from a shelter, and he is still living his mission through the Fozzie Company, a company that sells apparel and donates to shelters and rescues in the process. So, Mike, I want to play a game with you. It's called The Pet Adoption Crisis, and I try to keep my games fun, but sometimes we got to get into the nitty-gritty and talk. Real talk, right? So this game is based on an article published by The Hill in 2020 22 in December of 2022. It was written by Daniel DeVizet. and it's basically a wake-up call for all of us who are not quite aware of just how badly shelters and rescues are doing right about now. Are you ready to play with me? I
0: hope
1: so. <laughs> all right. Well, if you don't know some of these, it's because some of these were also pretty much of a shock to me. The first one actually is the f- one that caught my attention and why I went with this article. Here we go. Dog and cat adoptions increased in 2020. True or false? False. Oh. You're right. Everybody was convinced that the pandemic had made it so that all of these pets were adopted, but the reality is it was about the same as in 2019, so it wasn't really this push that everybody kind of fantasized about or, you know, romanticized. Very good. Very, very good. All right. This one, I think everybody knows the answer to. Animal rescues are consistently understaffed and workers are overwhelmed. True or false? Oh, I know that's always true. Always. Next, in the first nine months of 2022, more animals entered shelters than left them. True or false? The first nine months? Of 2022, more animals entered than they left shelters. I would say
0: yes, because as it gets closer to holidays, that's when people start. You know, unfortunately, temporarily adopting if and bringing them back. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. So the the margin was 7.3%. So more pets were entering the shelters than being adopted. So they were taking on more than they were rehoming or adopting out. So here's a little fact. Shelter intakes in 2022 as a whole were up 8% for dogs and 1% for cats compared to 2021. So we were surrendering more pets in 2022 than we did in 2021. Similarly to 2022, more pets were admitted than adopted in 2021. True or false?
0: True.
1: It's true. We've been on a cycle of more pets coming into shelters than leaving them for at least three years now. Total shelter admissions rose 6% from 2020 to 2021, and then more so in 2022. And everybody thinks that it's because we adopted all these pets in the pandemic that now we're seeing all these surrenders. But a 2021 survey by the ASPCA found that most households that acquired pets during the pandemic still had them a year later. We thought that pandemic puppies and kittens were being given up left and right, but they actually seemed to still be in the homes that adopted them a year later. That is not the problem. Here we go into what the problem really is now according to this article. People who parted with pets often cited a housing change, typically to a residence that did not allow pets, or a job change that left them unable to properly care for their animal in why they surrendered their animals. True or false?
0: There are other reasons I would say true.
1: So that is true. Most people who were surrendering pets in 2022 were citing the change of residence because the pandemic, a lot of people moved back home, moved back in with family, et cetera, et cetera, lost jobs those that were working remotely had to go back to the office etc etc and now they had to give up their pets whether or not that is right or wrong we'll leave to another conversation but that is
0: i just have to interject though you know since we have guys right now and women too working in big tanks figuring out complex things because they can you can figure out a way, you can be like Dr. Dusa, live in hotels for many months so your dog can be with you. That's great. Yes. Because you can get the money. You know, the, my dog was like my son, like my how, I just, I guess there's extenuating circumstances.
1: I agree with you 100%. Uh, when I married my husband, he had two dogs and I had two dogs and we oh. are military. So we had to oh, wow. move to military wherever the military sent us. And in all thank of our duty service. stations, thank you. In all of our military installations that we've been to, all the the posts that we've been sent to, we were not able to bring our dogs. So we had to buy homes everywhere we went. And that was a huge financial challenge, especially when we left one place and went to another and we still had to sell that old house in a place that we would never go back to. But we made the efforts and luckily our, you know, our credit scores allowed that and our, you know, fiscal responsibility allowed us for us to do that. But we did lose money. We did lose money in specifically one sale where, you know, we had a a home empty for six months because we had to buy it in order to live there. And then when we moved somewhere else, it just sat empty and we had to buy in our next duty station. So I totally agree with you. I am the type that will move mountains to keep my pets. But now the pet adoption crisis is actually about people not adopting. So people may be recognizing that they just don't have the money, maybe recognizing they don't have the time. And so we're stuck with these shelters that are at capacity or twice as many pets than they really should have in many cases. Potential adopters nowadays are worried about spiraling costs of dog food, veterinary care with, you know, the inflation rate as high as it is. Is that true or false?
0: Oh yeah, very much. True for anybody. You know, it comes down to math. The math's got to work. And if you take that life in your household, uh, I don't want to even call it an opinion. I ever, I state as fact that you treat that living entity just like you do yourself or your mom or your dad or your sister, or your brother. and uh, But we don't really have that, unfortunately, all the time, do we? So there should be no negotiation. But... That's why I started this company. So we can ameliorate this a little bit here and there, you know,
1: I agree completely. I think that now I think with education, people are recognizing that having a pet is more than just throwing some food outside and leaving them there all the time. Like that is not what people now emulate as having a pet or, or want to have as a, they want a pet that's, you know, that they interact with on a daily basis that shares their life with them, that even travels with them. And that's, Something that, if you want all that, then you have to put a lot of time and effort and proper care into that. And people recognize where their limitations lie. What are you seeing? You're in Connecticut with your shelter partners. What are in that area specifically? What are the biggest challenges they're facing right now, other than the obvious we don't have enough money?
0: You know, I actually, volunteer to help uh, dependable people on a regular basis, consistent. I mean, I've had that with employees, anybody who's had, uh, and again, I bring it back to me, I chose the wrong ones potentially. I could have been the wrong one for them. I don't know. I'm not everybody's cup, you know. <laughs> <I'm>
1: pretty, <laughs> same, pretty direct, you know. <laughs> uh, no,
0: when you work for Dr. Dusa there are no rights, only the rights of the company. So we, the people that were trying to help. Well, look, you, you can tie that into the, the shelters. The shelters, ultimately, you can talk about all the, the infrastructure and the lattice that surrounds it and all that, but you're really there for the little lives you're trying to help. So anything that gets in the way of propagating that, I would say, is a problem. Um, mm-hmm. not enough people, not enough uh, equipment. Although two of the shelters I work with here are very well-moneyed and well healed, and, and they really, really do things right. Uh, but you can watch how they do things. It's a little different. They're a little more, I don't want to use the word draconian, but they're a little more um, resolute in making sure people, the line, do things right. You won't see as many dogs tied to the fences at these places or animals that are adopted being returned or abused only because uh, from the get go they run things in a certain way. And I'm not saying the other ones, I mean, people put in effort. People, listen, people wake up no matter what and they, they want to do the right thing from point Absolutely. A. Getting to point B by the end of the day, they kind of take detours and do the wrong thing. <laughs> they don't need to uh, right so we, we, we've got to try to counteract that or get around that make more good than bad and that's the only way you're going to win you are never ever feed them all no we're never going to feed them all not in my lifetime i probably got like five minutes left i don't know, <laughs> you
1: know like, do <laughs> i do? hope not please not here i've had enough of the week
0: <laughs> you know do everything you can be
1: it's true and every day that passes for shelters they're getting more requests to take in pets and less requests to adopt pets and like you said my business closed in the pandemic I was living through 2000 miles away it didn't make sense to continue yeah. so I closed my business and one thing that I'm really grateful for is not having to find employees in this environment because I think that it's never been harder to find workers and I can only imagine how hard it is to find volunteers in a shelter environment where it is overcrowded and underfunded and sad in many ways because you can't save them all. I am in the South where we have kill shelters. It is just, it is what it is. And we were hoping, I think the ASPCA had said that in, you know, the next five years, I think they started in 2018, that in the next five years, the U.S. was going to be, you know, kill-free. But that's impossible these days because of the fact that we don't have enough shelters to keep up with demand. We don't have enough adopters to get pets. We still have people buying from unethical breeders when they could be looking at the 50 percent of, you know, purebreds that are in the shelter system. So there's so many issues. But one of the main issues I find, especially in this economy, is that. The economy is scaring people into giving up their pets. What are your thoughts on that? And what recommendations do you have for people who are facing that right now?
0: Well, going back for a second, as far as uh, you mentioned numbers, sure numbers and whatnot. In two years, New York has passed a law where there'll be no more pets and uh, dogs or cats sold from pet stores. And in fact, uh, Illinois, I think, is maybe already implemented that. So they are going towards that direction
1: You're right. Some states are making it so that you can't buy pets from pet stores. And I wish we would do that nationally for sure. But there are people who already have a pet and who are kind of in a position where they are scared that they can't afford this pet or the pet needs medical care that they cannot give. What are your recommendations? Have you seen I mean you're in Connecticut so I will say that you're probably surrounded by people who are more affluent. Not to uh, say that know, there's no poverty there, but Oh well, no, they're, no,
0: they're, no, it's not like that. You know, you're you're asking maybe the wrong person because even coming out of the bodybuilding world, you have to eat uh, 800 calories a day for 2 months to get your body fat down. I am very good at doing without it's kind of like one of those superpowers, but I'm good working 100 hours a week to make sure it gets done right. And, and I'll do that as long as I have to. And again, I'm not talking about being inherent. I'm talking about making choices. So when you get these folks who, oh, well, they're real issues, but just try to harken back to when you made that decision. And hopefully it was a good, solid one. You can't always test the winds of the future and know where, the way, which way things are going to go. That, that's the world. That's life. But you really want to make sure when you're old, if God lets you get that far, that you know you made the right decisions. It's kind of good that you still have to work on things. And Maybe these people have these problems. Maybe if they they have the tenacity to say, hey, all right, this is the challenge uh, and I'm going to figure it out. And uh, there's always a way, but sometimes there's not. So you want to make sure everybody gives themselves a chance to make sure they have a clear conscience later on, you know?
1: Yes. Yes, leave no stone unturned. There are a lot of rescues and shelters that are actually asking people, what do you need? You need food? I'll give you food just so that that pet doesn't end up back in the system. So I agree, like tenacity. If you are at the point where you have to give up your pet, you think you don't have any other options, keep searching for options. Keep contacting rescues. If there's nothing in your area, find something nearby. Keep doing your due diligence to try to keep your pet Talk to your veterinarian, talk to your pet sitter, talk to whomever you can so that you I, don't I, have I, to bring I, your I, pet back.
0: I will ask your, your listeners to perhaps consider this in the words of Joe Rogan. Try to be the hero of your own story, your own movie, and be a hero to that little animal. And then maybe you look at it differently. You tap in to the strength that everybody has. You know, you talk about Stallone, he does all these things, but you see his mechanics, his Anatomy, physiology—it's it's everybody has the same stuff to work with. It's really a matter of how you direct your brain chemistry. You know, choose to find a way uh, to, to get your own personal power out. And I know it sounds kind of rah-rah, but listen, it can be done. It's not like you know we're, we're we're trying to float on air or do something that's impossible. And stay in that moment. It, it's important to make a decision that serves that moment. You know why I don't wear a watch? No, of course you don't, because you just met me. <laughs> I don't don't wear a watch because the time is always now. Now, now. Right now. Talking to you right now might be I'm not saying, hey, what's next? No, this might be my best thing I ever have right now. You know, you gave me the honor. You don't know who the hell I am. You know, I could have started doing crazy nutty stuff in this room. I still might.
1: That's why I don't do live. Oh,
0: Oh, but you know, really, when you've got that imperiled situation in those moments, you know, your deeds now will, in what is it, gladiator, your deeds now will echo in eternity. And if you gentlemen find that you are dead, you're already in Elysium, which is their word for heaven. I'm kind of paraphrasing incorrectly, but these things are very important. Uh, life is important. Uh, it's, it's so very important. You could do a lot with it. I mean, you look at people out there, how beaten down they are. They're beaten down. What, you know, Jacqueline, you should say it. Do you know who that is? Jacqueline? Mm? Oh, God. He <laughs> yeah, had the original fitness show on TV. Very famous. Oh, my okay. Arc. my arc. It's okay. But he a very, very positive guy. But even back in the 50s, he'd say, you know, I go walk in the street and look at the people. They're, they're frowning and they're down and they're, their shoulders are sagging. Why is this? You can choose to be happy. You know, you could choose. I mean, you might have to be a little insane, especially if you're really facing some bad stuff. But, you know, that could be good. You can convince yourself like a crazy person, you know. <laughs> and then then when you're acting under the auspices of a higher endorphins and a kept ones from happiness, I guarantee your stride will bring you to a better tomorrow. And your little pet will probably still be with you. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: They only want to stay with you. So, if there's nothing else you take away from this conversation, is like you said, remember why you made the commitment to begin with. Like, what is it that you wanted, what you hoped for when you first adopted this pet? And do everything that you can, even supernatural, even using superpowers you never knew you had to keep that pet and reach out for resources and help. And if, anybody wants to support that isn't in that situation the fozzy company is a great way to kind of connect with other people they make great gifts i love the design i think it's such a great idea to merge popular like graphic tees with a really great mission to feed shelter animals
0: can i mention the fozzycompany.com
1: yes of course that's, go how, ahead. That's,
0: that's all you need to know. You go there, okay. you got all the blog stories, all videos, all that stuff. So,
1: yes, I love your website actually. I've been on okay. there a couple times. You have features of people wearing the stuff yeah. that I it's just such a great it's just a, like you said, it's just really positive. So, I, I really, well, you know, enjoyed- when we've
0: already had 200 people send in pictures with their, I haven't done one ad or marketing, it's all organic so far. So, you know, as long as I could get up every day, we'll blow it up as big as we, we have to. Not right. want, it's really more of a need. And when it's a need, it has to happen. So it's a wonderful thing.
1: (laughs) It is. It is. So that's the right? Yep. So I want to propose a toast to you, Dr. Mike Dusa, for spending some time with me. Cheers. Thank you so much for being my guest and for sharing so much of yourself with me today i also want to propose a toast to my executive producer mark winter cheers here's to you and to our viewers and our audience on pet life radio thank you so much for chatting with us and joining us for these important conversations i try to make it light and airy and today has been no different i loved talking to mike and learning about how He sees all of these issues that are really going to become only worse in 2023. So please make sure you're remembering your local shelter and rescue when you're donating and when you're purchasing things for friends and family like at the Fozzie Company. So here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining. (laughs) To learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for watching and I'll see you next time.